Hello everybody and welcome back to Games Realm. This will be episode three of series two. Episode three. I was gonna say Dallas was gonna be wrong. I was. <laughs> I was. Wicked. So hope everyone's alright out there. Today we are going to reattempt at talking about soundtracks because we had a go before. <laughs> uh, well, you, you listened to the last one, didn't you? We lost so, our way. We did. It won't be games around without it, right? So um, who needs lists, right? So I do. You do. Well, do. Well, well, that's it, right? <laughs> Cut to black. Scene over. Now, instead of talking about soundtracks in the way anyone else would be What's your favorite songs? What we're going to do instead is just have a talk about music and games in general, stuff that sticks out to you, you know, stuff that gets you hyped, stuff that, like, what's iconic to you as well as iconic to games in general. So before we get into that, we'll have a little bit of a catch up. So I'm always joined with Gemma. Hello. And with Ed. Hiya. 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 So we'll go around the room. So, Jem, what have you been playing and how are you doing? Been playing the usual. <laughs> I hate this question because I haven't played anything new. <laughs> I don't like new games. I don't like change. I don't like, I don't like change. <laughs> uh, just, you know, a little bit of Destiny, a little bit of Division. I've played more of the new mode on Division 2. Um, so, because I didn't play it for like two weeks. And it's really good. I like it a lot more now than I did the first time I played it. It's really fun. Cool. Have you re-downloaded Horizon yet so you can plan on both versions? Oh, I did that ages ago. Well, I am out <laughs> of the loop. That's I haven't planned them, but um, I am still very slowly making my way through um, the PS5 version. Cool. It's so, very pretty. It is. Pretty. Ridiculously pretty. It is. Speaking of ridiculously pretty, Ed. Hiya. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? What have you been playing? I'm, I'm good, thanks, Bell. Um, I've been playing Sniper Elite 5 through Game Pass, which is cool. exactly the same as Sniper Elite 1 through 4. Well, we did say, prior to starting this recording, it's the one franchise offhand I know you can shoot somebody in the nuts. So And they celebrated as a bonus. Yeah, and it is literally a bonus, so that franchise will never die. Like With, and every game seems to have a let Ben Hitler off DLC, so we'll never ever die. Next time we're on Games Round, we'll see Ed number one on the nutshot Hitler leaderboard. Yeah, <laughs> that's where we'll see him. Aside from that, um, I've not been playing any quirky little indie games off um, Game Pass. A few of them have been added, but I've not touched on them yet. Okay. Uh, apart from that, I've just been playing a little bit of MK11 every day because. That game has grabbed me again. Oh, it's so good. Since we talked about it, um, I've just been go back. I've rediscovered my love for Shokan and big, big hammers. You know, so. I want to lay down a chance for you. Shokan is banned. So. What? <laughs> I'll tell you what. Shokan is banned and Scorpion's banned, so I can't cheese either. So that's uh, okay. I'll have to mix up it up again. Well, right, we can have matches, right? But if you start going to Hammer City. Then you're playing about those cheese moves, you know. Yeah, I was playing this guy online and I actually did more of the words down my microphone. Stop, it's hammer time. (laughs) So, yeah, I should be banned, I shouldn't be playing games, (laughs) right? Nether Realm, right? You've heard him, yeah, ban this IP. That's it, right? Let's everybody tweet Ed Boone, this guy. So, uh, 
so yeah, that'll leave a little so, on me. Yeah. What about you, Kev? What have you been playing on this week? I have been bouncing between um, The Last of Us Part 2, because I will be doing a slow burn, 100% run, because I love that game, um, which I never thought I'd say after playing first time, like, it's so good. I know it was a good game, but it's so good, and it's been long enough to like play it again. I'm just at the part, spoilers, I'm just at the part where <laughs> I've almost finished Ellie's first part of her campaign, so I've not quite changed to the next character in it, um, but I'm not too far off. Mm. So um, I'm trying to have an open mind rather than be straight up team Ellie because she was right. Uh, I'm trying to be, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to uh, keep an open mind to like, I remember last time I really was like, yeah, it's totally Joel's fault and Joel sucks and all the rest of it and stuff. Which the internet will now destroy me for saying that. It's been long enough, whatever. Yeah. Um, not games wrong, by the way. It's everybody knows. We're, we're, we're cool. Everyone's kosher. No, um, <laughs> I, I, I just meant Joel. The thing is, I think some of it was too much and some of it was too little. Like, we'll go into this light on the episode and stuff. But the whole point I'm getting at is that it's dead good. But it's a slow burner. It's about 40 hours in it. Mm. Yeah. I work full time. I, I ain't got time to just blaze that out. So. I'm playing it between um, that and Hollow Knight I'm playing at the moment. Yeah, I saw you've been gushing about that quite a bit this week. That's mm. such a good game. Uh, this is my probably 17 million attempt of getting into Hollow Knight. With it being <laughs> a Metroidvania game and not being forgiven, it's yeah. it, it, easy to bag off. But I'm basically, I'm being a little bit cheeky and I'm having a look at the IGN sort of like the guide in the sense of not this is how you Hollow Knight, more about this is the next area you need to go to. Like yeah. a bit of a roadmap, because it's a Metroidvania, there are no directions. It is just do that. Yeah. I remember so. doing that with Ori in the Blind Forest. Like you had like I had like a list of directions to go after each bit, but mm. not exactly how to approach each area. It's, it's beautiful. beautiful game. I really it's I don't so think it'll true. ever happen, but I really hope they come to PlayStation. I really hope Ori does come to PlayStation or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I'd love to play it. Um I had it on Switch, but I again it was on that list of things where, like, oh, I've got it, but I haven't played it. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I started it, but then I didn't. I didn't continue it because I was in the. I remember I was in the middle of the new, at the time, new Pokemon game, Sword and Shield. I was in the middle of that, so I started Ori, and then I went back to Pokemon, and I completely forgot about Ori. But it's such a pretty game. It is it's so cute. I had Pokemon Shield. I want to say. Um, mm. And I played as Green Monkey Drum Boy. <laughs> I, I, I can't remember any Pokemon after 151. Um, and I was like, he looks kind of cool. And then, like, I evolved him. And then he got, like, a bigger drum kit. Then I, like, evolved him again. Then he had, like, a full-on Lazzle Rick, like, fucking... <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, that's really cool. But what the fuck do you do? <laughs> like, you're not, like, you know, in some games where you, like, zap someone with lightning and, like, you know, throw, like, a fucking acid ball or something cool. Just a fucking green guy playing the drums. I was like, this is boring, dude. He's just like, having a good old time. I mean, he's living his best life, but thank you. Yeah. That ain't going to help me beat, like, you know, the Elite Eight or whatever it is. Elite like, Eight. <laughs> happening. It's not Kanto. I don't know what it is anymore. It's still oh. the Elite Four. <laughs> well, there's not enough of them. There. You think? Should we have more of the Elite? That's it. That's what we need. More Pokemon, yeah. anything. Did That's you see the um, trailer for the new Pokemon coming out later this year? Mm-hmm. I'm tempt- I'm tempted by it because it might be give me my reason to get my switch out. Is yeah. this 
Scarlet and Violet? Are these? Yes. The, yeah. 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 Okay. There's only so many shades of red and blue they can go through before they've <laughs> run out. They're, they're struggling. They're struggling. Yeah. <laughs> they really are scraping the barrel. Like you've got like red and then rubies and fire red and scarlet. It's like, oh my God, have you heard of purple? Like... <laughs> that'll, that'll be the unified game. That'll come out yeah. in a few that'll years. Come on, purple Gen 17 remastered HD. Like, oh, okay. Thanks. You know, well, Nintendo don't like to milk things. Come on. Let's, let's be real. <laughs> let's be real. Just a little. Just a little, he says, wondering when Breath of the Wild 2 comes out. So, never. Well, never you, will. You, you might well, get something. Well, no, to be fair, we did see it yesterday on IGN first. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's like Sonic Burnham. instead of Link. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen Sonic Frontiers? Yeah. It literally is Breath of the Wild, but Sonic. Okay. Kind of okay with it. It's a bit weird. I mean, though. I don't play either, so I'm not really bothered. But. Well, me and Ed had this conversation before where it's like, I don't know about you guys. Well, I know what Ed feels, but we, we won't talk about what Ed's feelings on pizza are. So, like, so Zelda, awesome franchise. Sonic, awesome franchise. Yeah. Pizza, everybody loves pizza. Pineapple is good on its own. There we go. Yeah, right? Here, yeah, here we go. Put together. I don't understand it. I don't get it. And I'm guessing Ed likes pineapple on pizza. Yeah. Yeah. My so favorite pizza is Two pineapple on olives. Get out. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll say bye. Just me and you now. And then there was yeah, two. That's, uh, <laughs> I'll, start, I'll start my own Kev's realm or something where no pineapples allowed everywhere. That's what the logo is. I'm going to replace it with like a pineapple with like the red cross thing, like you never know, no smoking thing. Like a, like a Ghostbusters type, but with a pineapple. Yeah, literally with that. Yeah. So, I don't know what the big it. deal is. It's just pineapple. Who cares? Okay. <laughs> just, just not what a pizza, bro. It's weird. So you're weird. Yes. <laughs> That's it. Well, that's it. So, <laughs> so soundtrack is still a thing. Still yeah. a thing. So cool. Right back to earth. So with soundtracks, one of the main things I wanted to ask was like, you know, obviously we can name our favorites and stuff as well, right? Mm. So the other thing is. Have you got a particular song, game, soundtrack, whatever that like hit you that was like, wow, I am in this game. I am fully immersed. Like, you know, like a big battle scene in like a Final Fantasy or like, you know, mine, for example, was when I played Doom 2016 and when it kicks in and everything, and it's a cross between like it's techno and, you know, heavy metal and stuff. And it starts off, it's quite atmospheric. Mm-hmm. But the more that you kill enemies and stuff, and like the you know the doors are locked and everything, whip a shotgun out and all the rest of it, and the enemies keep spawning everywhere, and the music's building, and it's just cool. And I thought, Fuck yeah, dude, I'm in this. Mm. Yeah, that's so yeah. cool. So, Gem, have you got one that like you was you like I'm in, I'm immersed. There we are. The one that springs to mind the most is the Genova theme from Final Fantasy VII, the original. Ooh. Gets me every time. As soon as as soon as like that starts in those fights, I'm just locked in. It's so immersive, and like there's something about the Final Fantasy VII soundtrack itself that just pulls you in, and like really feels like you're in the moment. So that's that's always usually one of my biggest first examples. The Genova theme, it it does it just gets me every time. I love it. It's such a good track. Did you feel pretty amazed when, um, or how did you feel? I should say when it came into remake. 
when there was like the third stage of the Genova fight. Oh, yeah. And then the old school theme came in. Because mm-hmm. I freaked out. I was like, it's everybody so good. about Saints Row. I was like, yeah, please! <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's so good. It's so immersive. And and the thing is, like, even um, even in the Final Fantasy VII Advent Children movie, when they revamped all of the music, they did that for the remake as well. And like every every version of the classic Final Fantasy VII songs that you know that they've done are always good. They're all good. They stick to the original as much as possible. And then they just put like a little spin on it that makes it feel more quote unquote current. Like it's it's always a really good updated version of an old piece of music that you know and love so well. And I just love that soundtrack. And the Genova theme just really, really sticks out for me. I, like I could have easily said One Winged Angel because everybody knows the Sephiroth theme. But Genova, the Genova theme especially, I think stands out just a little bit more for me in terms of really pulling you in to the moment and into mm. that boss fight. I, like, I really do like that theme. It's in that every version they've done of it is really good as well. Wow. Yeah. yeah that's, that's a pretty good answer. Yeah, that's 10 out of 10. Cool. Ed, have you got something to follow that? Have you got something that like enthralled you that much? I don't know about enthralled, but the first time gaming music really inspired me and caught me out guard because when i was a kid um i had a spectrum zx2 the games weren't advanced they were just very basic and like i say the sound effects were very bitty but then i got an nes for my ninth birthday and the first time i played super mario brothers one it just completely the sound on that game just caught me off guard there was more colors there was more stuff going on screen the sound is like it's now iconic is now synonymous with gaming history. That original Super Mario Brothers thing. And it just, uh, that little era when like Metroid, Legends of Zelda, Super Mario Brothers, it's just, it was an era that completely changed how I looked at audio in gaming. Because it just opened my eyes to something amazing. The interesting thing about, especially the NES era as well, um, we can fact check it and stuff afterwards, uh, but I'm pretty sure... The NES only had about 23 colours in its palette. Mm. And it only yeah. had about nine or ten different notes mm. in its actual thing. And considering how much iconic stuff, like you said, you know, there's so many things people recognise all the time. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's like the 80s for me, the graphics on the Mega Drive or the Genesis or the NES changed gaming. But it was the audio for me. Mm. that's what made it immersive that's what made like saying here in the legends of zelda theme when he's walking across the overworld or when you're playing again going back to metroid the first time you land on that planet and you're doing the whole metroidvania going back and forth thing and the music just capsulates you it just absolutely mm. grabs you i've always had a thing where I've, um, I've always felt japanese games in particular have had better soundtracks than western games get on with that yeah sure. yeah um, because i just feel they're willing to let's say they've been more experimental in, in itself i can't explain it really because um it kind of what um cause as a kid i started playing the violin okay and part of the even now when i go grab my guitar or something i find myself playing those old school game soundtracks it's just um just sitting there on the sofa it's minding my business just playing along to say the tetris scene or super mario brothers or Whatever, just because yeah. it's just um, they're simple, but iconic and effective. And they just absolutely 
and captured that whole era of gaming. Oh yeah. You know what's quite what's quite uh, funny is that I also played the violin when I was younger, and I learned the theme theme song of um, Final Fantasy X. And I used to play no it all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so cool. I, I, I didn't keep up with the violin because it, it, it just wasn't something that I wanted to do. But yeah, I was like quite impressed with myself. I taught myself how to play the Final Fantasy X theme song on the violin. It's really cool because it's not a simple thing. No, it's very impressive. Well done, you. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. so, did you want to do any theme tune? We'll do a violin version of. We'll do an orchestral version of Game Drown. We'll do an unplugged. No, um, I didn't play the violin. To be fair, just so, <laughs> yeah, just so, yeah, yeah, just now. Um, but yeah, now it's a little violin. That's the tiniest <laughs> violin. From picking up from what you were both saying, especially what Ed was saying as well, is that we have talked about at length like retro games. I say retro games, new retro games, like mm-hmm. new Metroidvanias, new pixely 2D side scrolls, etc. And there is such a genre for it now. Because people still love that stuff. I love that stuff. Which is when people say, like, you know, do you like any indie games and stuff? They're always stuff like that, you know. Dead Cells, The Messenger, uh, Owlboy. Uh, there's loads of other stuff like that. It's just cool. Like, Sonic fans, I don't shut up about Sonic, but it's only classic Sonic. It's only yeah. 2D. Like, Sonic Origins is coming out. Super hyped. And it's like, you've already played them, like, a thousand times. It's like, no, it's in the Mania engine. So it, it, it'll be a new experience. It'll be widescreen. It'll be this. It'll be that. I'll have loads of quality of life stuff. Whereas, like, Sonic Breath of the Wild when it comes out whenever this year. Cool. It's another one. Nice one. <laughs> but one of the most integral parts is the soundtrack. You will always recognize, like, if you were to put, like, you know, video footage of a video game on silent and then you were to put music over it, you would know if that's to that game or not. Mm-hmm. If you've got something that's, like, you know, a big AAA game, but suddenly you've got, like, Dr. Wiley's theme from Mega Man 2, you'd be like, this mm-hmm. doesn't fucking fit. This is... But that <laughs> itself is a banger. Yeah. But again, it's, you know what I mean? It's it's just hand in hand. Yeah. So. I think the, a big thing about games back then as well is that music was a huge part of games back then because they oh, didn't yeah. have a lot to work with. So, yeah. you know, that, I think music within itself in video games is so important anyway because mm. it's just, it was just such a huge part of it back then. It, it really carried the mood of the game forward. It really tried oh, yeah. to get yeah, you in there. You, you couldn't it. have um, lighting ambience and... Mm-hmm. Like um, other things to set the tone, like graphically. Mm-hmm. So if you was heading into like a spooky castle, like on Castlevania, you'd need the music to sell that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need the music yeah. cues. You need the the things that you recognise from those kind of genres to really kind of build that momentum and that atmosphere. And like yeah. all, all of your like just your ambient sounds in games as well. Like just adds to sound design in gaming is incredible is basically what i'm getting at here <laughs> yeah 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 and it's just so integral well this is what i was getting at rather than just doing soundtracks yeah i wanted to talk about you know audio as opposed to just soundtracks mm-hmm. in games yeah. and it is amazing like one of my favorite things um pull out of a hat when you first play bioshock for the first time and then you you know the plane crashes you swim to big tower and stuff before you go into the lift into the bathosphere into rapture and then suddenly you're in this underground underwater utopia where people with like crazy masks on and stuff like clubbing each other to death and it's just like that little sharp violence thing and you're just in the dark and it's just it just sets it up mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. and it's like straight away it's like that's what you've got yeah this you is know what one you're of... in for the minute it's, it, yeah. it happens 
Yeah, straight away. Like, you can have your big grandiose things like One Wind Angel, and that still is an absolute corker of a song, but you know that's the last boss fight of a game, you know, because it's mm. so big, it's so oh, extravagant. Yeah. Like, um, Halo's another one. Like, I'm sure Ed will agree with this. Like, you know what it is from yeah. when you hear it straight away, but then you think, you know, how does this fit with Shooty Bang Bang Aliens and all the rest of it? But it just does. Yeah, it's like when uh, on the first Halo game, when you um, land on the beach for the first time, and then the music kicks in, you jump in the Warhog, and you're flying along, shooting down all the enemies. Mm. It's just, it's like one of those gaming moments that just grabs you. Yes. And you just feel like an absolute badass, just rolling down here, just shooting down all the grunts, and you've got the whole army behind you. It's just like yeah. one of them set pieces in games that, where the audio, it kind of expands on the um, the gameplay. Mm. It doesn't like dwarf it or anything. It kind of lifts the whole experience. Yeah. Um, another one for me, which I did say off camera as well, was um, God of War 2018. It's just so slow and so simple. The three note da, 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 sort of thing. And it's like, yeah. but you're doing it in this big, massive, like what, Scandinavian, you know, area of mountaintops or whatever. And it's just, holy fuck. How yeah. is that? How is that so big? <laughs> even though it's something so simple. Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. Um, another one was Crisis 2. When you first get into the suit, and then it's got that diddy sort of stuff in the background. It's like, fuck. Man, I love video games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never played that one, so I haven't heard it. Uh, it's been remastered, and to be honest, I'll stream it to you awesome, and it is dead cool. Okay. It is generic EA shooty bang bang with Super Suit. <laughs> but it was cool. It was a fun game. Uh, another thing I wanted to ask was marketing is another one, which might seem a little bit off topic. But like, have you ever heard like a trailer? that sold it to you or seen a trailer where the music itself is like yeah i'm hyped for this like the, you know in-game footage on a pc or whatever can make it look as shiny and pretty as you want yeah but if you've you know if you're listening to it and you're like man i'm hyped it doesn't have to be like a big epic like you know battle scene between loads of people it can just be something that's like yeah i'm about this i want this mm. yeah um, for me, um, that was Cuphead. Oh, okay. Yeah, a bit of a strange one. I wasn't pulled on the gameplay, okay. but it was the art style and the music that really pulled me into that game. And it's very uh, specific, isn't it? Yeah. It's like the whole 1930s jazz style with the um, old school cartoon animation. Yeah. Mm. It felt very periodic of its time. Yeah. That it was aiming for, and it worked perfectly. I think with that, you you absolutely knew what it what it was you were getting yeah mm. and i think that's always like the key is that and and like this ties so well into the marketing thing because there's been so many game trailers where they've had music slapped over the top and i've just thought okay but i don't get the feel for the game i don't i don't understand what the atmosphere is supposed to be like okay it looks <laughs> cool, but then yeah exactly <laughs> but the music the music doesn't mesh but like yeah with cuphead you know exactly what you're getting with it yeah, but like the audio, it kind of added to the uh, what they were selling you. Yeah. Like, and it was um, a perfect piece of the advertising doing exactly what it was meant to do. Yes, exactly. The other thing was as well, with it being advertising, was um, like you say, you knew what you was getting. But even when I see like a Cuphead t-shirt, I have some form of like Cuphead song in my head, even if it's for like five, ten seconds. Like I can just yeah. think, you know, the plinky jazzy piano and all the rest of it. And it's... Mm-hmm. 
And then I think, man, I still haven't finished Cuphead. But no, it's, uh... <laughs> and then you'll play to... it and you'll remember why. Yeah, yeah. I'll get to the third island again and I'll see my ass. Yeah, uh... I, I, I hear the music when I start having like PTSD flashbacks. Yeah, when I say I hear the music, it's not always joy. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it is a great game. I do enjoy Cuphead. One of them for me was, it was Mega Man 11. Uh, was one of them in 2018 because of the amount the gaps they have between some games are unreal between like one to eight was between 87 and 97 i think it was so there was like there was a pretty quick succession yeah and then when they started doing spin-offs and all the rest of people mainline Mega Man was i think 2007 was when Mega Man 9 came out like 10 years after Mega Man 8 and then two years later it was 10 and then 11 came out in 2018 so there's massive jumps between them but as soon as i saw it and i just heard like you know the music's not even as good as the old ones but i heard it i was like yeah please this is so good <laughs> that was my that was my head moment yeah. that totally yeah. was and i was just like it's fan service it's that and you're there um but also it feels like you know it's an, obviously it's new people that have made it because they're younger and all the rest of it and that's a new team but it still yeah. feels like that game man and it's cool yeah when Stuff especially like you've got a franchise um of, um spanning that sort of age um it's good when they respect what has been before yeah and it's hard to the do same as well. formula. i know but follow the same formula but also keeping it fresh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Mario has seemed to to Mario again, but um, even the newer games like Galaxy and Sunshine and all that jazz um, still have that same upbeat feel to the open areas. And then when you get into the castle, it goes a bit darker. And when you're playing the underground bits, it all follows the same formula. Mm. But they've improved not not improved, but they've taken what they can do with new audio, like stereo audio and all that jazz, and recording with a popular like an orchestral piece now and you can do much more but they still have that feel to the old yeah. 80s vibe yeah they uh, they still feel and sound like mario games that's yeah. the beauty of it when they're so different um and generally is there anything in particular you look for in a soundtrack or in like a song or anything or are you happy to be all ears do you think that certain games should have certain types of soundtracks is another one like if you played like a call of duty for example I ain't bothered about listening to Whoop Whoop Techno on top of it. Like in adverts, no. it might happen, which is fine. But do you feel that that might take away from it? Yeah, because um, kind of, like losing Call, Call of Duty is a specific. You expect a certain type of audio from that game. Like the, the, when it kicks into your set pieces and you've got the music in the background, you I don't tend to notice it that much. Mm. Because yeah, I'm so much going on. Yeah, I'm so caught up in the firefight. I don't hear the soundtrack till afterwards. The only um, time I hear an actual track in Call of Duty is when people are waiting to load into the match. It's the only mm. time I hear music. And then when you get trailers, it is, like you said, it's all dubstep stuff. But otherwise, like, when when people talk about sound in, in reference to Call of Duty, I, I just I think of all of your typical sound bites that you would expect from a war game. So all of your explosions and your gunfight and your yelling and your dying screams and it's I, that's that's all I think of when it comes to sound for Call of Duty because I've only ever heard one track and that's on the loading screen when the when you're loading into a match. So that's the only yeah, thing the, I remember. Lobby music. Yeah, lo- yeah, that's it. Lobby. Yeah. Can I uh, just throw a little curveball in there as well? When you said about sound bites and stuff, nothing makes me laugh more than like somebody over exaggerating when they die. In a video game, like whether it's an NPC on GTA or Call of Duty, 
instead of just being like, you know, like the dying sort of like, so it's like, ooh, ah, ooh, ah! Like, it's like, it's like, what the fuck, dude? The over exaggerated death sigh. Yeah. Oh, gets me so every good. time. Yeah. So time. good. Good. And the thing is, as well, it's not just like songs or music, it's like iconic, like, you know, um, sound bites in the sense of like, you know, a Mario mushroom or like, you know, death noises of particular characters like and i just think it's cool like my ringtone's one of the sonic 3 songs that's how iconic they still are yeah like loads of people have like sonic 2 or like super mario brothers or whatever and stuff on their like iphones or androids or whatever and um i just think it's cool that they've lasted that long my text tone used to be uh the metal gear solid sound oh the codec no way yeah that's cool. Love, love that. So yeah. good. And everybody always knew what it was. Every time my phone went off, it was like, oh my God, Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> right? This is it. Yeah. This is it. But do you guys um, feel there's two different types of soundtrack where you've got like the original piece audio or the, and then you've got the um, already recognized compilation soundtracks, like say from Tony Hawk or other games of like Saints Row or GTA um, that are just as valid because they've compiled that song for the game. Um, as a, like um, in case of a like a oh, I had to explain sorry um, but you've no got, it's like, a good question yeah. I know what you're getting at like yeah. do you feel that you know there are some sort of iconic soundtracks or anything that don't have to be made in house yeah is one as well like you know exactly. everyone, loves the, everyone loves the Tony Hawk's 2 soundtrack or a lot of people do yeah and that like made bands as well as mm-hmm. like made yeah. people fans of the games but yeah there are some out there as well um to be fair, I couldn't tell you that many off the top of my head because a lot of stuff I play and listen to is, you know, specific to that game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like your Tony Hawks and stuff, there are stuff out there that makes awesome soundtracks. You know, actually, a really good example of this is, and I know we keep doing this, a really good example of this is actually The Last of Us. Because The Last of Us 1 is all in-game music. Yeah. The, Last of Us, the Last of Us 2 is out-of-game music. It's our music that we know and recognize mm, yeah. that they didn't make for the game and that's, that's a I very good that's, phrase to describe it out of, yeah. out of game out of game yeah. yeah and it's it always that's actually one of my disappointments with the last of us 2 is that we don't yeah. have the familiar music of the first game that made the first game so great in the last of us 2 because they focus so much on out of game music rather than mm. making new tracks but yeah, I think I think Last of Us is a good example of that. I think um, I think both are valid purely because um, it it depends highly on the kind of game that it is. So for something like GTA, you would have our world music, but for something yeah. like Horizon, you wouldn't expect to find a current rap dubstep song. Yeah, you're going out into Horizon for the first time and all of a sudden Beastie Boys comes on. Oh, dude, can you imagine? You're just storming along and all of a sudden Sabotage just kicks it out of nowhere. Oh, that's talking about like the five feet of Brooklyn and stuff and like just climbing a tall neck. I'm in. You want to make fan videos for that kind of thing, sure, but you don't expect that going into that Oh, God, don't start talking about fan fiction. We'll we'll, we'll go to a dark dark place on Twitter. We don't need to do that. No, hi, just my, hi, my number is first name, six numbers. Fan yeah, videos like, can be really good if you're... Yeah, it's uh, like a gameplay compilation with some music slapped on top of it. Yeah. And some Slap of a two on it. Really good. Slap a two on it. Slap a two on it. Um, yeah, you tend to find that, like, our world music, our real music and stuff, tends to be in, like, sports games. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. um, 
I can only think of like sports games, uh, sandbox games, uh, and Def Jam Vendetta. <laughs> <laughs> because they're all like sung by the, the actual artist. So does that yeah. count as both? Does that because they, they're in the game, plus it's their music? Is that cheating? Yeah. Mm. I, I mean, it's cheating. I think it's just getting creative with it. That, yeah, that's real well, cool. That is. It, it would have been rude if they had all these Def Jam icons in the game and not used any of their music. Can you imagine? I'm sure <laughs> yeah, that that's is. true. <laughs> we have to pay you. We ain't going to pay you shit for royalties now, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. But now look at Redman's face. It's so much more 4K. So <laughs> that's what we used to budget on. Now it's cool, though. Like, um, as you say, a lot of it's moves saying, like, depending on what you want to do. Like, if you want to yeah. sit and chill, you know, play a Tony Hawk's, play, like, you know, a GTA, or, like, throw a dildo at someone on Saints, or I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's, what, it's Ted's favourite game, right? So, like... <laughs> <laughs> now we know why. Now, <laughs> but the thing is, like, otherwise, if you want to be fully immersed, like, you know, Last of Us 1 soundtrack, whilst you're playing that game, you're in. You are locked mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. So... Have you guys got any more about soundtracks? Because that was my my canon of soundtrack questions entered. I think we should go back to the marketing thing again. Um, Okay. You said about the Godfall trailer. Mm, Yeah. Go on, tell us about it. Oh, God. Uh, (laughs) Fall. (laughs) So I remember watching, like, one of the the early PS5... um, sort of you know state of plays or whatever and mm. it was all like the launch games for ps5 and there was like yeah. you know all these cool things and it wasn't the actual console reveal one it was one afterwards where like godfall had already been announced and it it's was a, an all, like a launch game, one. gameplay trailer wasn't it yeah like a mixture it, it was um it was a load of upcoming launch games and they were like final trailers or like you know coming soon trailers or whatever mm. and i remember seeing like miles morales and i was super hyped and then i saw like Grand Turismo 7 is in development. And I was like, cool, that's good for people that like that. And then Godfall happened. I was like, cool, this game looks sick. Looks like the graphics look amazing. And like, you know, it's melee and it's like, you know, it's got Destiny vibes. It's three people co-op and stuff. And this fucking whoops shit just went on it. And like, don't get me wrong, right? I like dubstep. But it just did not fit. No, it's like, it imagine like, instead of One Winged Angel... Like, imagine Skrillex coming on. Mm, like, yeah. it's, just, it's like, what? Like, I and like this, is, and I like that, but... Yeah, and, and this is, like, the whole thing of... of and I think, I think I mentioned this before in one of our previous episodes. I can't remember. But you need to know what you're getting yourself in for when you're watching the trailer. And if you, if you don't have the right music over the top of it, you are taken out of that experience immediately. Oh, yeah. you, have, you have no idea what the hell you're supposed to be looking at. That music it's... sounded like, sorry, that music sounded like it was um, Board of Directors. Yeah, that's young and hip. Let's put that on it. Yeah, exactly. And, it, and I think they do that a lot. Like, I can understand it with things like Fortnite or Apex. I can understand it with stuff like that because that does seem to be aimed at like 14, 15 year olds most of the time. So they, they have fun with that, but it works because they make it all mesh together. But when you get something that, that looked as it, like it was supposed to look big and epic, wasn't it? Godfall. Yeah. And then you, you slap that music over the top. It's like, <laughs> it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit at no, all. Dude. It's two completely different tones, and it it really bugs me. The way that yeah. was done right was Borderlands 2. Like, that trailer was made around Doomsday by Nero. 
yeah. it's really big and epic and it's a fun dubstep song and everything but like yeah. it was done synchronized with the music and every single thing yes. was bright it was colorful it was fun it's yeah they they made it all mesh together so that it made sense this, yeah this, that's the whole thing that a lot of a lot of like trailers a lot of marketing gets wrong is is that they don't you know, go. You know, like we just said about Imagine Horizon having a fucking dubstep song over the top of its trailer. It wouldn't feel right. You won't. You'd be like, okay, like. I want Horizon, to like this more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it looks good if I just mute it. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I had a similar experience to that with the Gears of War reveal that had Mad World by Gary Jules playing over it. It was, was... That the 2018 one. No, this is way back at the. Oh, okay. like Gears of War 1 when it was first yeah. announced um, like, oh yes I do remember it actually. Yeah. Sorry. and it was like this big post-apocalyptic shooter game and then they had this really melancholy song mm. and, and I get what they were aiming at like it's this desolate lonely experience but the game didn't follow that narrative it didn't feel like the two joined together as well as it could have done Yeah, it was a miss is what yeah. it was like you say you know what it was doing it just missed does anybody it... remember sorry the um the dead island trailer oh my god that was yes. nothing to say that yes. was like that was an iconic one that, that went was really well trailer. The music for that oh one. my yeah. god that was so good that gave you such a a real sense of what you would what you would expect oh dude i was in i that was, was all a really about it. That yeah. was one of the best. I think it's still hailed as one of the best game trailers to this day because it was just done so well and everything meshed well together and you you felt emotional watching it and you were invested. It and, did. Yeah. This was so yeah. good. The little girl and the bed and then like, yep. oh mm. my God. And then suddenly Dead Island happened. And then, and then it <laughs> yeah, happened. The yeah. Oh my God. I didn't want to like say you, anything. If, but yeah. It's like if you open a Ferrari and then you get in a wet cardboard box. <laughs> that is how far you have fallen from the trailer to the game like but right not, so the, th- the thing is though it's it's a what could have been yes it's like anthem before anthem it really it's was just wasted potential it's like they they had the marketing so on point and it's almost like it's because i mean they probably didn't but they probably had a feeling <laughs> that it wasn't going to go well when the game actually released and I mean, it did. It did have a lot of a lot of people did really enjoy Dead Island. Don't get me wrong, but the marketing was perfect. And then the, the game is, came out, and it was like, oh. <laughs> the thing is, like, they knew they was onto a good thing as soon as they got it, and there was like, yes. the whole point of a trailer, all eyes on this thing, all your money, we, you know, this that, and the other. We want you to play our game. We want you to pay mm. to play our game. We want you to enjoy what we've created. So yeah. they know that people were hyped because even you can tell even then, whatever year it was, it was like 2013, I want to say. 2012, 2013. YouTube was still a thing. You can see how many millions of views it had and all the rest of it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then wet cardboard. So it's yeah. like, dude. The thing is, like when you when you're making a trailer for something, the trailer itself has to tell a story. It's his personality. Yeah. Both that the whole point of a game pe- uh, trailer is it show off its personality, which is always divided by visuals and audio. Mm-hmm. So, as you say, if you've got like one half of it amazing and the other half crap, if the one half that's amazing could even pull it up a few points, yeah, fair enough, that's all right. But if you go from you know hundred miles an hour to dead stop, you know that is pretty jarring. So, yeah, absolutely. But how many times have there been where 
a game trailer has come out and you're so hyped for the game and then you get hold of the game and you just feel it's been knocked down from an 8 out of 10 to a 6 out of 10. Just because you've been, mis- you've been not missold, but you've been overhyped because of trailer expectation. I've got one. Do you want to go first, Jim? No, I need to think about this for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Watch Dogs. Watch yeah. Dogs. Oh, Watch shit. Dogs. Yeah. Oh, my God. Watch Dogs. I was all in again. Like, same on me for, like, going super hyped with it. But I thought, this is totally different. You know, you can, like, hack back machines with phones and you can, like, you know, you can fuck with people's stuff. This is so cool. This is different. This is like GTA, but on a different level because it's new. Yeah, I thought it looked incredible. I was all in as well. Yeah, and then like I bought um, the deluxe one, bought the season pass, so I probably dropped about 100 cheat on it. And then I played it, and it wasn't crap. I don't want to be mean and say, oh, that game sucked, but it sucked. No, uh, but, it, but it was... But <laughs> it no, mismanaged like, expectation. Yeah, like the yeah. thing that jarred me was do the first mission. It's when you get in the car, when you start driving. Mm. That thing, honestly, it felt like it was on rails. It was so... So I remember getting the police after me and stuff, and it was like GTA, but like on God mode, you could not get rid of them. And yeah. if you went like in like a garage in the middle of nowhere, seventeen cops would just turn up, like. <laughs> and I, when I finally, after like a million years, stopped and got past that level, I was like, okay, let's do the next bit. And I remember Aiden Pierce, I think he was called, looked yeah. cool, just didn't have a personality. He was just a little bit edge lordy. I was like, oh. but I was gonna say earlier. Um, and I know I talk about Destiny all the time, but they are really good at hyping you up when they bring out new content. They're oh, totally yeah. One after another. Oh yeah, they've got me most times, to be they fair. They never fail, <laughs> ever. I'm like, how do you do this? <laughs> Taken King is still one of my favourite pieces of content for anything, and the trailers are so fucking good. Yeah, I mm. think most of the Destiny community will absolutely agree with that, to be fair. Mm. Soon is one of the best DLCs. As soon as Boris Johnson turned up, I was like, right, let's fucking get him. Let's have him. To, be, to be fair, Witch Queen um, has a lot of Taken King vibes. And they nailed oh. the trailers for that. It has very, um, it has a very big Taken King atmosphere about it with just loads of new things implemented. Um, it's very reminiscent of Destiny 1, the Taken King. I'd love to play it. Um, I honestly will not ever have the time. Now I work full time. Now I'm. Um, that's the only. That's the yeah. problem with Destiny. If you don't play it consistently, you get punished for it, and then you just don't want to play it anymore. No, no. And then the thing is, I don't know enough people without going into like random clans or like LFGs or anything yeah. to like get the most out of the game. Mm-hmm. And yeah. again, the fact that they've still do they do matchmaking for raids yet? No, no. Yeah, really. like that again. That deters me because I'd happily play. I don't like playing with randos, but. For the sake of like doing that goal, I'd like to at least go into a raid and have a look. Yeah. And stuff, because that's how you could form new clans. That's how you could do more things. But I like yeah. that they don't do matchmaking for raids, but at the same time, there's, you know, there is a big chunk of, of, of the Destiny community that don't have people to play with and don't want to play with strangers. And it's, yeah. it's such a shame. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean. It's, the thing it's is, they miss things. out on that content now. Like they won't yeah, get exactly. specific like, gear and stuff. And I think that sucks. Yeah. All right. So, do we have any honourable mentions for favourite songs, soundtracks, games with awesome music? I have one song that has stuck with me since the first time I heard it, and it's one of the most badass songs in a video game ever. Okay. It's the um, theme tune to a game called Solstice on the NES. A while back, um, on my um, 
Facebook history thing, it came up with the five games that influenced my life. Um, like you just randomly put a thing up every day on. Oh yeah, I did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I did that too. <laughs> and this was one of the games purely because of the intro song. But it's this massive. Uh, considering it was on the NES, it's this big orchestral prog rock sort of vibe to it, and it just absolutely stuck with me for my whole life. And it's just amazing. Yeah. It's just amazing that you've got like an orchestral prog rock track, yeah, out of nine different notes. I'll <laughs> and it stays with you. How yeah. cool is that, man? I will um, send you the um, the song after this for the era it's from, like mid eighties. It's absolutely amazing that it just came out of. It was a game that I'd never heard of. My dad just bought it on a whim, but it's it turned out to be one of my all time favorite games. Yeah, and part yeah. of the reason was because of this intro music. Have you got any honorable mentions, Gem? I really love the main Uncharted theme. Yeah? Because over the course of one, two, three, and four, it changes. They they readapt it every time. They bring I was going to say, out. is it, yeah, so it's the same one, but they've yeah. like redone it. Yeah. And the fourth one is probably my favorite rendition because it is not upbeat tempo it's not big and exciting it is mellowed out and almost haunting and it just changes the entire atmosphere and you know exactly what you're getting in for when you go into the game Mm. i love it i love everything about it it's so good like it's so the first three games it's 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 yes we're going on a big treasure hunting adventure it's going to be you know, really epic and crazy, and then you get the fourth one, and it's like it just lowers the entire tone of everything that you knew that came before it. And um, Uncharted Four remains one of my favorite games of all time. But the way that they, the way that they changed the theme and didn't put it at the beginning on your uh, start menu, they did a prologue and then put it in over the credits, and then you start the game. Mm. That was really good too. It probably Remember- made it feel like a real narrative. Oh yeah, I remember the title screen stuck <laughs> as well. If you've ever played it, anyone out there that has played Uncharted 4 will remember where it's the skeleton in the cage that's in the mm-hmm. jungle. Yeah. Always, yeah, like you know, like whoa, this like you say, it's not you know wisecracking, big colourful. Yeah. Let's know it's that's real good. Yeah, yeah, like they still have all of the funny, funny and like fun stuff in there, but it just changes. You know that Uncharted 4 is not the same as the previous three games. It's it's gone in a completely different direction but it still feels like everything like the characters are still the characters you know and love it it still feels like uncharted and like the characters are the heart of uncharted but yeah the way that they revamped the main theme beautiful one of my favorite tracks ever and i I like the familiarity of of when they keep something consistent like that in a in a franchise that you know um yeah you're waiting you're waiting for the song that you recognize and um that's i think that's one of the reasons why um you know i was disappointed in the last of us 2 not having the main theme from the last of us 1 because that's an iconic tune oh yeah and it's not in the yeah. second game um they did that with um, halo and halo 2 they had that, the dead <laughs> mellow guy singing in the corner um for halo 1 and then halo <laughs> 2 they rewrote it to add this like rocking guitar piece to it <laughs> and they got um, Steve Vai to come in and record it. I remember that, oh, yeah. Nice. yeah. And it completely, it took exactly the same song and exactly the same sound. But because you're adding this additional instrument, it just completely re- transformed the whole piece. I love it when they can do that, though, because like, 
it's still recognizable but they've taken it to a new level and it's the, you know it's the same with what i was just saying about uncharted it's yeah you still you still know the theme but they did something different with it and it's like that's so it's so creative and it just really makes it fresh again i guess mm. without taking yeah that's away what reminded me about it when he was when he was talking about the uncharted yeah. thing and you come you completely just jogged my memory of this um yeah. halo transformation but there's some games that don't have soundtracks that are still mm. really good. This yeah. is one thing I want to sort of do before we wrap up. Um, Resident Evil, technically, I think, does have a theme somewhere. Kind now, of. But but it doesn't. Like, yeah. you wouldn't say you get to a section of a game or whatever, where it's like, whatever, nope, it's all atmospheric. Oh, that's all three intro, because it's amazing. Um, but, yeah, Resident Evil doesn't have one. Mm. Yeah, but it's like an ambiance sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But then you've got things like Saw, for example, the movie franchise Saw, like you know what that is. Yeah. Whereas Resi Dunn, and it's still like nail on head because everything else it gets right. There's other things like the Dark Pictures Anthology games as well, Until Dawn, that sort of stuff as well. Mm -hmm. Technically, they do have theme songs, but nobody remembers them and they don't need them. Yeah. Some things, sometimes less is more, and that's a good thing. I think it's more common with horrors. Because yeah. horror relies so heavily on ambience and sound effects. Yes. Right, so with that, what do you guys out there think about soundtracks? Do you have any iconic games? Do you have any iconic songs? Any, any things? Get in touch with us and join us on the conversation. You can find us on Spotify, of course, because that's where hopefully you'll be listening to this. Um, <laughs> otherwise, try us on your socials, your Instagram, your Facebook. Twitter, all that wonderful stuff under Games Realm or Games Realm Cast. That is where you'll find us. And until next time, peace out. Bye. Bye.